You can get in your fancy yells, you can drink them by the flagon, but the only food for the brave and true comes from the green dragon. Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another Kylie's Around the World SBG Tour thing. Oh, that's still a mouthful to say. I don't know why I insist on saying it at the start of episode, but here we are. So Articon is done and dusted. That's it. It's over. It's, it's, we're, we're all going home. Well, everyone else is going home. I've still got a holiday to still participate in. But you're all not here for my weird ass shenanigans. You're all here for the recaps of my games. And let me tell you, I had a couple of bangers in the last day of Articon, my round five and six. And then I'll I'll let you all in on how I ended up going uh, on the team, how our team ended up going, and uh, where we ended up placing in the end. So first things first, I was uh, we had a scenario. Uh, Pool five, which was uh, reconnoiter, the maneuvering scenarios, um, and I was up against Adam Sirens from the UK, and Adam, Adam was absolutely great. He was an awesome player, awesome person to to, to have a game with, and uh, I cannot express uh, how how much fun this game was. He was running a all mounted Rohan, of course, the Theoden's uh, Riders Legendary Legion, Theoden Gambling. Dernhelm and a cheeky little Darawai in there with a bunch of Royal Guard and a handful of Riders for their bows. And yeah, this was going to be interesting. Reconnoiter Rohan versus Eastling is very much a skill matchup. It's about who can sneak through the models, who can use their utility like the drums, the marches to their advantage, and get into the positions that they need to be able to win the game. And yeah, let me tell you, this game went off. So first things first, uh, we... Uh, first things first, we deployed, uh, my opponent got onto the board first, and he wisely spent a point of might with Thayden to bring him on early. His reasoning? Well, a might point here is better than a mart, just plus 10 inches and plus 5, so he came onto the board uh, with pretty much every warband except Dernhelm's straight out the middle, down the guts, and marched on turn 2 to get in my face. Now, I had come on with my drum meant I was only 15 inches onto the board, which was going to make things very awkward for me to be able to defend. And I knew I couldn't defend the whole board, not realistically. In fact, trying to spread out and run for the board edge was going to be to my detriment. I basically had to cut open a hole and punch through it. Reason being, with so many heroes on horse mounted, it's very easy to charge and isolate models when they're spread out, call heroic combats, and then munch them all down and pick them all off. So I needed to stay as a coherent unit, stay near the amp dragon emperor, get that fight five, and force my opponent to strike. Because that's exactly what my opponent uh, Adam did. He struck. He struck like there was no tomorrow. Thaden and Derenwine were striking up a storm. I think they both ended the game with six or eight kills, which is an extremely good effort by the two of them. And yeah, Adam wisely recognized that his best solution for this problem was to get in, get struck up, get some kills, for and force the game to end. Now, I had a plan. I always have a plan. I like to think I always have a plan at least, or at least able to make one up on the spot. So my plan A was maybe try and find a gap in his lines, maybe march through, get a cheeky uh, with the drum, get through, get in a good position, and then make a run for the board edge. Second plan was getting the Dragonite and the Tabi to link up, correct combat, punch a hole in the line, and go, go, go. The final plan was to use the Emperor's 
big, massive presence on the battlefield and use that to my advantage. Hopefully be able to get a cheeky drum turn where maybe he charges me, I her at combat, drum nine inches forward, in through a gap or something of the like. Maybe even just a flat-footed move from the six inches. Either way, the plan, the, the backup plan, plan C, is to use the Dragon Emperor, get him in the board edge, dismount, get six models off the Palaquin and run off the board. Well, let me tell you, Adam played a blinder of the game. Not only did he defuse my plan A of trying to find a chink in his armor, but he also defused my plan B of trying to get Rutabi and the Dragonite to punch through. In fact, Rutabi and the Dragonite got a really nice trap on Dernhelm and Mary, and then fluffed the combat and failed to get the reset, which was a big big deal that was a turn where i didn't have the might and the ability to really punch a hole through because i did win the roll off next turn and yes i did eventually kill dernhelm but that one turn delay nearly cost me the game fortunately i did have a plan c and the dragon emperor had done exactly what i hoped he'd done forced the rohan to go to either side of him you know stay away from the big nasty fight six emperor on a thing that i can't knock down and it's very hard for me to trap and in the end, I managed to get him into a combat with a single Rohan Royal Guard and then heroic combat straight through the blind spot down the middle of the engagement and make a break for the board edge. In fact, there was a turn where even amongst the swirling melee, I called for the drum knowing that the only model that none of, sorry, none of the mo uh, hero models could charge the Emperor and the Emperor could still make that nine inch move across the table. And I made a break for it. Now this is where things get interesting. My opponent, Arm Denard, tried to figure out how many models I would need to be down to, to be quartered to end the game, and then also look at how he could quarter the game with his own force. But this is where having nearly every single model in my army and all my heroes being able to shield really came in handy. I was able to shield off some combats and buy time, and my opponent, interestingly, decided to go for the quarter on me rather than trying to quarter himself. See, he could have done this by running Theoden off the board, which would have turned off Bodyguard, turned off the Swarm Protector, and possibly ended the game early with his five models off the board to my zero. But Theoden and Derenwine doubled back, tried to get the flank in behind my forces, and after winning a roll-off on a heroic move, I was able to march the Dragon Emperor, even though with no one with me, towards the board edge near a wood, dismount and make definitely sure that I could get four models off next turn using the base geometry and the inability of my opponent to get in and charge me for the behind. So at the very least, I was able to pull a draw, guaranteed draw at this point, and my opponent had this look of shock on his face where he realized after I moved the Dragon Emperor forward, realized, oh, that's going to count as seven models. And yes, that was a big yikes moment. The other interesting one was the... Uh, Dragon Emperor's stand fast. Now, I remember, uh, if you remember, or you remember when I talked about uh, the Dragon Emperor game uh, in the Masters category, how the stand fast nearly screwed me in Reconnoiter. Well, this screwed my opponent in this game. I was able to keep my army on the table, particularly retyping the Dragonite with the Emperor's stand fast, and it was a clutch, clutch one there. I was able to get off the board. I managed to march all six of my Dragon uh, uh Black Dragon Palaquin Bearers, uh, or Little Dragons in my army off the board and get the Emperor into somewhere safe where he can keep using his Battlefield-wide standfast to keep my army on the table. My opponent went for a last Hail Mary. We kind of already knew the conclusion of the game. There was no real way for him to catch seven models, at least not without me being able to run the rest of my army off. And in the end, 
Uh, he tried to go for an oath, which turns out was the same oath as me, killing an enemy hero with his uh, leader. And unfortunately, even though I won the roll-off against Thaden in the last turn, I failed to get the wound through before the game ended. And yeah, picked up a 5-1 win, which at the end of the day is always nice. Would have been nice to get the oath, but always take a W when it is given to you. Now, round six. This this was this was a rough game on my part. I actually think this was probably the sloppiest game I played over the, the tournament. I, I was a little bit tipsy, admittedly, going into this round, but you know what? I'm not going to make excuses for myself. This game was on me. We were playing Assassination in a Dragon Emperor versus Dragon Emperor Mirror Match, and the difference in our army was my opponent had an extra five models and bro gear, and I had Brutavi. Obviously, in a mirror match, any differences in army composition are what is going to make the difference in the game. So, well, it was a question going in, and I said on the very first turn, the game is going to come down to can Rutabi go gangbusters and kill a bunch of models, or will Brogear get off the Godlight Tremors? Well, unfortunately for me, Brogear got off the Godlight Tremors. I went into the game thinking, you know what, maybe if I offer up maybe three, four models, I can make Brogear commit the will points, and go for a tremor. Well, both of his first two tremors killed three models, and that was a really big sting for me. I had double bagged my front line. By that, what I mean is I had a front line and a pike support behind to make sure that my opponent couldn't carve through and cut a hole through my line, but that wasn't helping me out. Getting six kills with Brogy off tremors, as well as some CC, which he eventually converted into kills in the combat, really, really went to my detriment. And even though Rutabi went for a hero combat or two, failed pretty much every single combat in the early game. And yeah, just couldn't wound. I don't know what it was. If she failed to win, if she won combat, she failed to wound. And if, and the other time, she just flopped her combat rolls, nothing higher than a three. So even with seven dice, I still couldn't chase those five sixes that I desperately needed to win the combat. And falling behind in that a mirror match like this with the might really is a big disadvantage. And I kept my chances open. I always said, my opponent asked me, do you want to concede? Do you want to just wrap this up here? And I'm like, no, I have avenues, I have a build. And I fought to the absolute bitter end. And I really do mean that absolute bitter bitter end. I even managed to get an opportunity where I went at Brogy, wasn't with Rutabi, he was my assassin, just a regular dude, and got a wound through on him. Unfortunately, he failed, he passed both fate, so I couldn't get the VPs there, but it was getting closer and closer and closer, and I was trying to fight, trying to get these opportunities, and then I just ran out of steam. The army ran out of resources, my opponent wasn't game enough to call a heroic move in Rutabi's face, or any heroic actions really in Rutabi's face, but why would he? He had a number superiority, nearly 10 models up over in the me. I was broken. He had the Enchanted Blades on uh, Brogear. And the, the kick in the teeth, the, the, the role that really ended the game was Brogear was on one will. And I put the Dragonite into an aggressive position, knowing that, you know, one will, one might. Well, the only way this goes really, really badly is if Brogear rolls a six and gets that will point back for another spell next turn. And that's exactly what he does. Did. He rolled the tremor, got the six, not the dragon knight off his horse, got a wound through, and my counterattack plan of getting something going on that flank fell off as it started. And that was pretty much the game. It was a slow grind out. I did my best to try and keep up. Even towards the end game, I was looking for the break. I only needed a few more models to get him. Tritabi did all sorts of tricks to try and get out of there, uh, who was my opponent's target interestingly enough because Rotabi was near the front and like 
did stuff like climb up buildings so, so that she could disengage from combats and then climb back down to try and re-engage. But eventually, even after a whopping eight turns of the game continuing uh, after I was broken, eventually that two came into a two and I lost the game, uh, unfortunately, 4-1. So it was a bit of a rough one. Uh, I tried it and tried and tried. And I, I thought about this game a lot afterwards about what I could have done differently and what I probably did poorly. And I think the big one that I'm I'm taking away from this game in terms of, you know, learning from my defeats was I wasn't aggressive enough with my heroes. I was so paranoid about my opponent killing the Dragonite that I figured who would be the target that I didn't want to commit him early. And that was the mistake. I really did need to commit early. I needed to put all three of my heroes in a fighting position and really put the pressure in. If I could sustain, say, if I could say maybe gone in on the first couple of turns, maybe got like, you know, five, six kills across the three of them, maybe with some other help and only copped one or two in return, that would be a lot better position for me going forward in the game. Even if Brogy comes in and tremors the Dragonite off his horse, he still had defensive options with the strike, with the uh, unyielding combat stance. So there were still ways I could fight back and actually try and win this game. And that's a bit on me. I think uh, I learned a lot from this mirror match. And I think next time I play, I'll have a much better handle of how to navigate it um, uh, a bit more proficiently. I have played mirror matches, Dragon Emperor and Dragon Emperor, but our compositions were a lot different back when I played that at 800 points. So at the lower points level uh, at 650, I wasn't as comfortable going into it. And you know what? We take those. Like, I already won the Masters. We can't be too unhappy with our performance at Articon. Still went 4-2, which is better than most. I think I placed 53rd overall, which is not great. But hey, this is a team event, Articon, and we got third place, Germany and friends. So I'm very happy about that. Third place in an international event with a hundred and like eighty players with like nearly two, three dozen teams. I mean, what more can you ask for? And I got to catch up with a bunch of new friends, a bunch of new people that I really enjoyed hanging out with over the course of the event. So shout out to every single one of my team members. And you know what? I'm gonna pick up my phone. I'm gonna give them all a big shout out right now because they deserve it. We all played together really well. We we're strategizing, communicating, running through matchups with each other, and that's what I really love about this kind of event is you're able to help each other out in between rounds, give each other advice, kind of help each other navigate matchups, and even before round, like when round draws are called, called, we were doing stuff like this. You know, talking about okay, how am I gonna navigate this matchup? You know, what do I need to do to win the game? And, and just kind of mapping out a little bit in our head and, and getting yourself more prepared. And it's always nice having a group of friends behind you to kind of um kind of hype you up and stuff. So big shout outs to Antonio, Ernest, Liston, Jazz, Leon, Pascal, Rowan and Tobias. You guys are all amazing, amazing teammates. And shout out to Jazz too. She managed to get second. That's right. Second place in the WTC Open. Uh Getting her uh, shot at the final, unfortunately she did lose it, but hey, as a fellow second place WTC champion, that is a hell of a, hell of a good effort. So well done Jazz there. And you know what, I think I'm just going to leave it there everyone. I'm going to head down to the bar now, both drink away my sorrows from that poor, poor round six loss and drink up 
my success from the Articon Masters because this has both been a fantastic tournament and a great learning experience. I learned so much from some of these games. Pretty much every single one of my games was an absolute banger, as we like to say. And yeah, I think I'll just leave it there. So without anything else to say other than the magic words, Trap Swing Games. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon Podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on thegreendragonpodcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.